things. I think it's really important that you understand what interest rates do to affordability. And currently, the big thing right now is that interest rates have just recently gone up. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. I see it all the time. You want to build wealth by investing in real estate, but the problem is what you want to do might not match where you live or your lifestyle. The truth is that not all real estate investing strategies work in every market. For most people, it's only natural that you think you have to invest in your backyard because real estate is such a tangible object. You think you need to be able to touch it. And for that reason, most real estate investors just settle on the problems and limitations that their hometown market brings. Well, guess what? My name is Lauren Hardy, and I'm here to show you that you do not need to live where you invest. You can have location and time freedom as a real estate investor. And my goal is to dispel those myths and inspire you to think differently about how you invest in real estate by taking a virtual perspective. My motto is live anywhere and invest where you want. So let's get started today. First and foremost, I am not an economist and I'm not making any predictions, but I am gonna share with you some cold hard facts that we cannot ignore that are happening right now and that are very important if you are a real estate investor buying rentals, your house flipping, or your wholesaling. I am going to lay out the facts that we can't ignore that could lead us to a bubble burst. And I'm also gonna share with you what I am personally doing as a cautious real estate investor to make sure that I do not get hosed. So first, I wanna go into what has caused us to be in the real estate environment that we are in right now. What has caused house prices to go up so much in the recent years? I think it's important to understand what got us to this place so we can understand what is a possibility that may happen in the future and come up with a plan to protect ourselves. Okay, so let's talk about what has caused house prices to go up so much in the first place. Number one would be interest rates. The artificial suppression of interest rates has caused house prices to go up. Who's responsible for that? The Federal Reserve. Number two, the economy has been doing really, really well. After the Great Recession, there was a time where millennials like me could not afford to even move out of their parents' house, to be quite honest. I remember graduating college and there were no jobs because we were deep in a recession. Well, in the last several years, the economy's been doing much better. Millennials have good jobs now and they've got some money saved up so they are ready to get into the housing market. Number three, Working from home has become a thing. After the pandemic, a lot of companies have moved to a more virtual model and employees have been working from home. Since employees have been spending so much time at home, their place of living and work has become very important to them. They've been expanding, buying bigger houses, moving out of the dense cities into the suburbs. 
All of those things have driven up the demand for housing. So those are the causes that got us here. But what are the effects? What are the effects of low interest rates, a booming economy, and an increased demand for housing? Inflation is a disaster. Inflation is at 8% right now. That is the highest it has been since the 80s. If you want to learn about how inflation can destroy an economy, do some research on what happened in the 70s. If the government does not get inflation under control, we could have some serious problems with our economy. Number two, pending home sales are down right now. They have been down the last four months. What that means is less houses are being put under contract as opposed to how many are listed on the market. Why are less houses getting contracted right now? Because people can't afford them. But the crazy thing is supply is still down. Supply is not meeting demand right now. There are still enough people that want to buy houses and we do not have enough in supply for them. People can't sell their home because they have no other house to go to. It really is a quagmire of a situation. Another crazy thing that's going on right now is the building material prices are through the roof. So it would be a great time right now to build more houses so we have more in supply and that would steady out the pricing of homes. If we add it to the supply, it would meet the demand, things would calm down. But the problem is, Builders are having a hard time building because building materials have gone up so much because of the supply chain constraints. So adding to the inventory of housing is nearly impossible right now. So we really are in a strange time, unprecedented, where all these factors are coming in at once and we don't really have a time in history where we've had this combination of issues, right? So it's really hard to predict what's going to happen. But as an investor, I have to prepare for the worst. I need to set myself up so if we do have a bubble burst, I don't get killed. But I also don't wanna try to time the market and miss out on opportunity. So I'm gonna keep going and share with you what I am going to do. But personally, I think it's important that you understand a few things. I think it's really important that you understand what interest rates do to affordability. And currently, the big thing right now is that interest rates have just recently gone up. My personal opinion is that I think the overinflated areas like the one I live in, Orange County, could possibly have an adjustment. Let's take Orange County, California for an example because that's where I live. So in Orange County, the affordability rate is 17%. That's compared to a national affordability rate of 55%. Another way to say that is how affordable is the average house if you made an average income? Affordability is calculated by income, house prices, and the availability and cost of financing, meaning mortgage rates. So with interest rates rising, which they have this year, let me demonstrate what that does to house prices in my hometown to support my opinion that I think hyperinflated markets are going to feel some kind of adjustment. Orange County, California has an average house price of around $900,000. So you, let's use $900,000 as the price point for this calculation. In 2021, the average mortgage rate was 2.65. That's very, very low. If you were buying a $900,000 house, 
your payment would be $3,627. In 2022, the interest rates are about at 4.16. For a $900,000 house, that means that your mortgage payment would be $4,380. It is predicted that interest rates could go up to 5%. So what would that do to a $900,000 house? Well, your payment would go up to $4,831. Do you see how that could affect affordability? Your payment has now gone up $1,200 because you bought the same priced property only a year later. That is what interest rates increasing do. It increases the cost of this house for you. Think about what that could do to an affordability rate that's already at 17%, meaning that 17% of the average income earners in Orange County can buy the average house in Orange County. So if interest rates go up, that means that affordability is going to get suppressed even lower so less people can afford properties where I live. If affordability is less than 17%, who is going to be able to buy these houses in Orange County? I'll tell you who, NBA players and people with fat trust funds. But the problem is there are more houses than those people. Like me, I wasn't given a trust fund. Unfortunately, I was born into the wrong family. So what are people like me gonna do who can't afford the average house in this area? Logic tells me that sellers are going to have to lower their price expectations on the home. And you are going to see that prices are just going to have to come down. So houses here become more affordable. So I'm talking very local just to use this as an example. But this is a national problem. But because I have a very virtual mindset, I invest out of state. I don't invest in my home market for this exact reason. So I see what other markets are doing. And it's my opinion, I am not an economist and I I do not know, but I'm just thinking out loud here, that there are some areas that are still very affordable. There are some metros that the affordability is even higher than 55%. So my thinking is those metros might not feel the bubble burst quite as dramatically as maybe the hyperinflated metros um, where just house prices have gotten really out of hand. So now you've got a good idea about what is going on. How do you prepare for a possible bubble burst or a possible recession as a real estate investor? So if you are a wholesaler, you're a house flipper, you're buying properties as rentals, how do you prepare? I'm gonna share with you what I'm doing right now. Number one, do not buy speculatively. So don't buy properties with the idea that prices are gonna keep going up and that is how you're gonna profit. Otherwise, if prices don't go up, you won't make anything. Don't buy speculatively. In fact, I never do that in general as a personal rule. There are some people that that's the game they're in and I'm sure there's been millions made in that game, but I'm not for it, so don't do it right now. Number two, use the lower comparable sale to come up with a value of your subject property. So what I mean by that is if you are coming up with an after repair value of a property, don't use the highest comp. I know we all wanna do that. And honestly, in the last several years, you've been able to get away with that. Instead, I would use the lower comp. I would see what your numbers are if you use the lower comp. What I call it, plan for the best, but expect the worst. I don't know if I said that right, but plan that your property might not sell quite as high as you think it might. So 
run your numbers and see what your net profit is if you use the lower priced comp. Number three, subtract 10% off of your after repair value. If you are going into properties as a house flipper or even a landlord buyer, take 10% off your after repair value and see what that does to your investment. Are you in the red? Are you in the red so much that, you know, it would completely devastate you or are you in the red just a little bit? Chances are, if there's a bubble burst, you don't go, historically, prices didn't drop 20% in one day. It takes some time for prices to come down. So, Chances are during your whole time, maybe they decrease a little bit, maybe five to 10%. And in this case, you've planned for it and you're not at a loss. Or if you are at a loss, it's not too much. Number four is have multiple exit strategies. So can you keep this property that say you were planning on flipping, can you keep it as a rental and can you rent it as an Airbnb or rent it to just a typical tenant and still be profitable? Can you still cover your mortgage payment if you did that? Always make sure that you have exit strategies. Instead of just flipping, if that's your only exit strategy, you want to make sure that you can possibly sell this property or or keep it as a rental. That way that if you end up, say the after repair value ends up being much less than you anticipated, at least you can keep the property as a, a rental and weather the tough times and sell it when the market goes back up again. Because historically, that's the way real estate values have been in our country. Number five, wholesale and avoid the risk altogether. So there are still a ton of buyers right now. There are a ton of hedge funds buying properties. I have a ton of buyers on my buyers list. So my company personally, we wholesale about 80% and flip about 20%. So that mix is kind of perfect for us. We have enough money coming in from the wholesales, but we do take some risk. We do flip properties and those flips can be extremely, extremely profitable and we don't want to stop doing them. But again, you can't time the market and we don't want to live in fear. So an 80-20 rule has been amazing for my company personally. So that's it, guys. Those are the things you can do. I hope that this was educational, insightful. I don't want to freak anybody out because this is life. Real estate goes up, it goes down, it stays the same. That is being a real estate investor. But it's important that you understand market cycles so you're not scared and you know how to work with the market cycle and be profitable in all stages of the real estate cycle. So hopefully you guys got a ton out of this. Do you think the market is going to head downwards? Is the bubble gonna burst? And remember, if you wanna learn more about investing in real estate virtually, check out my coaching program at www.virtualinvestingmastery.com where I can help you pick a virtual market and completely crush your virtual investing game. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you guys next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.